was that? Oh, no, that was amazing. That felt soft. So that's a new tradition on the Loud and Live Sports podcast is the guest takes us live. That's unique. I don't, I've never experienced that or podcast for that matter. <laughs> well, again, thank you for being here. This is... Um, this is a, an honor for me. So this is a new episode of our Loud and Live podcast. We're coming live from London, England. SID, Strength and Depth yep. CrossFit Sanctional. Uh, and I'm with Shane Orr. Uh, Shane Toomey, also known as. Oh, uh, okay. Just in case you guys don't know who this is. But um, very good friend of mine first. Number one. And um, absolutely. And uh, obviously... Um, one of the greatest coaches in the, in the history of CrossFit. I mean, I, I appreciate that, but uh, there's many great coaches, and um, hopefully I've got a few more chapters before we can start talking about greats. Well, I'll say it. So, yeah, I mean, listen, well, thanks for taking the time. Um, obviously, there's craziness going on yep. around us. What do you think of this so far? Honestly, it's for, for myself, really, like this is the first time that we've gone to a sanctioned event or, or a high-level competition that we've got to sort of walk around the village, uh, go warm up area and not have that, obviously with Tia, not have that expectation or pressure of competing. Uh, obviously it's a bit different with Matt as well, so it's actually, this is very special to us as well. Like, this is the first time we've got to watch Matt compete, be around yourself and Sammy and and uh, see it from a different perspective, but, but also cheering on and, and being a part of the team, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was talking to Tia. Uh, yeah. We recorded a podcast, and um, I told her that uh, the final box was checked with the the Or crowd when you guys were invited to stay with us at this event because I know from history, you know how protective and sacred that is. So it says yeah. a lot about your relationship with Matt. No, that, honestly, and that's we don't take that lightly. We understand. We don't. We understand what it's like to be in that position as well. So for, for you guys and for, for Matt and Semi to open up the doors for us and let us stay there is awesome. And like it, it honestly, it's really special. Like I, I feel that the connection between Tia and Matt is, is phenomenal. It's beyond, it's beyond a partnership and training and that, and, and you've seen it too. It's, yep. I think the communication they have and the friendship they've built it's honestly for years to come, forever to come, that we're going to be great friends. And I'm excited and I'm, I'm happy for it. It is, you know, and I've heard Matt describe it that way too. And you see it, it's, uh, well, it's genuine, you know, we are like, you know, we did it with Tia and yeah. Mayhem and you guys yeah. here. It's uh, it's gut-wrenching, riveting, you know, when they're on the floor. I mean, there's a lot, you know, you know how hard they work. You see it more than anyone. Yeah, I, I do see it. And, and again, like hearing the... Oh, you're right. Yeah. He hearing the crowd cheer, cheer for the guys, or even call out for tear in that, it, it's honestly special to to see the recognition, and which, in my eyes, they deserve. Right. Like it's what they do behind the lights, what any athlete does behind the lights, is the dedication, the, the lifestyle that which they put themselves in, the holes they put themselves in. I mean, it's again, this is what all I've seen for a long time. I can't help but get speechless or overwhelmed by the support and the encouragement they get from the crowd. It's like great recognition for me. It is emotional. I, I can relate to that because, you know, we, and, and again, we talked a lot earlier when I talked to Tia about 
you know, her being here and, and getting to actually see what she goes through, right? Because it's not like I don't think they have a lot of perspective about, um, you know, how hard it is even to do what they do here because they are so. You know those guys as well as I do. There's not probably not many in the world that are as bought into living in the present, you know, buying into what you're saying or what I might be saying and like owning every mo- moment because they know how every second counts, right? 100%. Like it's like we've talked about it, you know, a lot of times before. It's it is a lifestyle for them and and every decision they make, it may, may sound che- uh, cliche or cheesy, but every decision they make has an impact on what they do at training and recovering and competing and and at the moment, their life their life revolves around competing, and they're competitors. So that we got to make sure that we, we as a team, and, and we're making right decisions for them, and yeah. they're making the right decisions for themselves to do what they have to do. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny. Anytime I've ever spoken about like tried to describe this to outsiders that that, that don't really understand yeah. it. It's um, their line of work is hard. Now, not to say that you know a basketball player doesn't work hard. But you know, when you sign up to be a professional CrossFitter, you're signing out to signing up to black out like daily, and then you know, in order to be your best, you have to literally be willing to die in a lot of workouts. Yeah, and I 100% agree. Like I, I have a lot of respect for all the professional athletes in there, and I, I guess I have to be biased because of what we what we do, as coach and, and be a part of the mentoring of athletes, and um, I agree that. They're training for things. They're training for events they don't know. So, so imagine being in that shoe where you don't even know what you're training for. You don't know if we could be doing 40 hours a week of training, but is it the right 40 hours, right? So you never know until the week of the competition. So that that mental aspect of all that, that thought process or or going through the training daily, going, am I doing the right thing? You know, and again, and I. Again, from a coaching point of view, I ask myself the same question. I think it's important to quiz yourself as well. Am I doing the right things by them? Just so that, I guess we come back to here and then they put it on and fitness at the end of the day is the the key. It's the test. You know, it's funny. uh, That's the thing is like, they're the pilot, right? In a lot of ways. So, you know, but we might be five, 10, 15, maybe 3%, depending on what it is or what year it is. But those percentages we're not in control of really, right? Like ours are tested by them, through them, whether it's me taking some stress off or you programming for them. But we know and we take that 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 percentage piece so seriously because it's, you know, it's sort of our currency in the end. Like, you know, yeah, they're always grateful because they're good people and they know how hard we work or you work for them. But I think the hardest thing is that, you know, we can't control that, right? In the yeah. end, it's like we're making decisions for them that we think are right for their lives. Yep. You know, and by the way, the stakes go up every year when you're dealing with a Matt and a Tia, right? Because, you know, you can't take back not winning her fourth or not winning his fifth if we make a wrong move, right? So it's like, you know, yeah, the first time it's still monumental, right? But it's like, okay, we're still trying to get this. But now, like, you can't, you know, to reset four, to reset three. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and I think just to add on that as well, that the evolution or the progressions that Tears had and Matt's had, we've had the same progression of evolution ourselves. Like that's the trajectory that we're all heading towards, right? So like the athletes growing, so is the coach and so is so is the message or the environment we're trying to create for the athletes. We're growing as well and we're evolving and adapting. And I think that's 100% right. 
and we know they do the hard work, right? And we we always openly admit that type of stuff. And it's um, it's honestly the what inspires guys like you or me, do, you know, doing the business side. I, and I hope a lot of coaches, because it's like, man, we just it, I don't know. I don't want to overstate it, but it's hard, like that's hard fucking work, right? Like in the end, uh yeah, 100%. Like, I, I'm happy where I'm standing sometimes. <laughs> well, I've I've worked out with you. Shane's a pretty fit guy, so, yeah. um, you know, I can't even coax him into some sort of, like, O'Keefe workout and beat him in. You know, it's just like he's sneaky fit. He just lets me stay close. Hang on. Let's, let's rewind it back. A couple hours ago, before Matt did the rowing workout, you were throwing out some times for your 1K row. Yeah. What was your 1K row time? My 1K row is 2.59. 259. Yes. I doubt 99% of the people listening to this could even match that, let alone beat I it. Can, so I can row. But, can but, row. Yeah. My, my rowing times. Yeah. I think that's awesome, by the way. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I don't know if I could do that now. I've adopted a new mode of fitness, which is... We'll, cu- wa- we'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch, we watch a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, and we jump on a bike or a machine for a little bit and try to breathe heavy, right? That's it. It is interesting, like you know, you love CrossFit, you love fitness, you love being fit. It's probably what you started doing in this, right? It was like you didn't, you weren't a coach when you started. You started as an athlete, uh, to some degree. Like the, I felt the term athlete when I when we were growing. Well, when I was growing up, was certainly for the top end where you're getting paid to be an athlete, right? So, I. What I was aspiring, probably aspiring to be an athlete when I was growing up, uh, and that was playing rugby, uh, rugby football. Um, back in Australia, back where you I just thoroughly confused all of us because is it rugby? Is it football? Is it rugby football? And by the way, they know you're from another country, so usually football means soccer. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, like we just say footy back home, and that makes sense to a lot of people. Uh, but then I, I got caught up with. Like rugby, you have to specify, but then old habits, footy came in, so I was like, anyway, it was a combination of both. Okay, still have no idea. Good. But so go rugby. For it. So we did. <laughs> so I, I was aspiring to do rugby when I was growing up, and yeah. um, fortunately enough, through the, the schoolboy football, like I, I got to do some representative football, and and throughout after school that I aspired to be or tried to to carry that momentum on. But uh, I got a crossroad and I, I decided to go in the mining industry to follow an apprenticeship to be a mechanical fitter. So I went to a remote town where I grew up originally and uh, I followed that. But where, where I really started finding fitness again was um, at the local gym. So after my mechanical fitting apprenticeship hours, I'd go into the local gym and I'd just ask if I could work the front desk. And it just began by me just checking in people and clients and that and just saying hello and bye. And then it progressed to, for me to uh, shadow them and get some mentoring advice. Because to be honest, I've always had uh, like a passion or a fulfillment or enjoyment of like watching other athletes from all calibers. So I'm talking about boxing to NBA to, to soccer, to, you know, back to rugby and watching all them. And I get really excited when I see the athleticism of the athlete, how hard they can jump, what they do in order to prepare themselves for that. Like even their warm-ups before their soccer match or whatever it may be, I that that for me is like, whoa. Like uh, anything they do is a, a thrill for me. Like watching them compete is another amazing thing. But getting to that point or getting onto the pitch or getting 
getting there is what really drives me or, or I find fascinating. Yeah, I, and you, you and I are so much alike. I, I, I was a, like a sports geek when I was a kid, and it was like what I was attracted to, though, in sports was different than other kids, like statistics. and Yeah. But I wanted to know, like, why was Michael Jordan so great? You know, and yeah. then I always would read about the work he did when nobody was looking. And, you know, I was a Larry Bird fan at Celtics, and, you know, I, I heard that he would take, you know, you know, three to 500 free throws after every practice, and it was like... That immediately, like, I like to work, you know, we, we're like, like that too. We both love to work and we dive into it. And, um, I don't know, it just seems so cool to me. And like, I bought into that at a young age in my athletic career. I worked, I, I knew if I worked harder than anyone else, then I would be my best. And that might help me be successful because yeah. I wasn't as talented, but I had a lot of success because of how hard I worked, you know, but I also loved greatness. Like, I literally will watch uh, a championship anything ping pong match because yep. I want to see the celebration. Yeah. Because you know, like now you've experienced that three times with Tia, you know, a couple times with Matt. Now it's like what that like the joy and the celebration. Like there's a lot that 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 comes out because yes. what they've I, done to get to that I, point. I agree, and and I think it's throughout this journey that I've gone to appreciate it so much more. The work that goes in it to get to that point where they stand on that podium or finishing at the end of the weekend. There is so much what goes behind the scene and I'm sure we'll probably dive into that shortly, but it's just, it's a small glimpse what you see out here on the floor. Like, I think we've all talked about it many times. You've heard it many places before, but I, I've seen it firsthand. The amount of time or the stress they put under their body, what you see out there, the greatness you see under the lights, that's not what I call the greatness, it's behind the scene. It is, and I get to watch it with you, and it's like, you know, and I think, you know, obviously T and Matt are two of the best at that, which is the work, which, you know, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're also incredibly com competitive, and they're incredible competitors. You know, the, you, you, all, you know, you see a different gear on the floor, but it's, um, you know, I think that it is interesting because I don't think people, like, T is at the gym doing intervals right now, and yeah. it's like, not to get further into it, but it's like, you know, she's throwing around a lot of heavy weight, and it's like, it's really cute out here. It looks great, and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, they come off, and sometimes they're not even breathing heavy because of how hard they yeah, work. And 100%. And, and, and again, and that goes back to what, what our goals are, what we're trying to chase again. Like, it, being here all day is not going to get her progressing towards, towards her goal. And that's, again, talking about where we're going is what a palooza in a month, so... You know, we're not we're not getting complacent by this, and that's and I commend her for that. She she knows what her goals are, and she knows what she's chasing, and that makes it easier on me and for us when we've got athletes that are dedicated towards that. Not not by just talking about it, but they show it in actions and moments like this. And I sit back and I commend them for it, and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're like I, I think we could tr truly say this with confidence that the two of them work at being perfect, even though you know realistically we know that's almost impossible yeah. right they don't want to hear it you know and yeah. it's like because a lot of people would ask like what on earth do you keep doing you know like you have in a lot of ways you would say the two of them really don't have anything to prove right that's not what's going on like today yep. like meaning today and what we saw the last month in the gym like it's crazy you know it's inspiring stuff but not enough about those two guys yeah yeah i'm talking right. about you no but i mean <laughs> And it ties back to that. I think, you know, tell me, though, you know, tell me a little bit about, like, life with the, the 
three-time fittest woman on earth. You know, I've gotten let in a little bit in the last couple years because of obviously our relationship and, you know, um, those two training together. But, you know, what's it like? I, You know, we talked a lot earlier um, about, you know, how do you balance? You guys are married. You yeah. know, like how do you be husband and wife? And by then how do you, because you are a fierce coaching athlete tandem as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, I find this tricky to answer because... It's, it's all I know. Like, it's what we know. Like, we've, we've done this longer than we've done anything else, if that makes sense. So, yeah. for instance, we haven't had the normal 9 to 5 job where she goes that way, I go this way at 9 a.m. in the morning and go to work. Um, we've always been, I want to say, attached to the hip, but we've always found ourselves in a position in the last seven, eight years that we're training together or I'm coaching her or we're going on these trips together or whatever, whatever, that this is all we know and, and for me when people ask this I just like naturally think this is normal like this is what normal couples do but when I get asked and I think about it it's very hard for me to explain that that I don't even know what normal is or I don't know what other people do but to best describe it like I think this is I don't know for me this is what I've always wanted or I think this is what I feel is right mm-hmm. in the sense that I get to be with my wife every day of the week or every day or everything we do I get to be with her that, that's the end of the day why, why we marry someone we want to be with them so for me to do that every day of my life I feel like I'm living my best life it, and you know what in theory like that's the, the that's the drawing right yeah. I mean, it's like you've heard it so many times about you know people working like I can't work with my spot like I yeah. I even think of like I would fear that with my wife you know not because of our I think we have a great relationship a beautiful one I would I, I would you know look at it and say mm, maybe that will make it less beautiful I would argue in you know that your coaching you know your business relationship yeah. makes your marriage stronger yeah so to me like and that's like not not even close to bullshit like there is like that like it I don't know how it works because it's the first time I've like seen it like maybe enhance that side of it. It's crazy. No, I agree. I, I believe that this lifestyle has strengthened our, our marriage or our relationship. Um, I, I'm fortunate for it too. Like I think we pinch ourselves and, and we look back at where, where we're projected to be or where I should have been and what she originally, you know, had to set her mind to, you know, back when she left school and that. So to see the evolution of our relationship, honestly, it's so fulfilling. And, and to know that we've got years of this ahead, honestly, I know right now that we're living our best lives because we get to do it together. And I really, really cherish it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you guys, it, it's... Um... But don't, whoa, actually, don't get me wrong, though. There's, you know, that there's, there's days, though, where it's tough. Like, we're, we're at each other's throats. And I must commend to you, though, like, to tear is like water for ducks back like if I give her in her eyes she'll see it as criticizing or insulting but like at the end of the day I'm trying to give her constructive criticism and um, it may come across harsh in her ears but she will listen she'll react you've seen the react and then she'll move on and honestly I, I think if the, the roles reversed I don't think I could handle it as well as her. So I do commend her for, for putting up with me. I would like to see that. Oof. We should like do a camp for a week and, and let Tia 
Well, she's actually uh, back in back in the day when we were doing weightlifting together. She she had to warm me up for a meet. Didn't go too well. <laughs> well, you made it. I it's funny, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was like no. figuring out how to transition there. I get to see the the outtakes that I think everybody wants mm-hmm. to see. And, you know, now that with the new sort of structure and Matt being in the mix, the two of you busting her cookies all day, which she did yeah, yeah. vent a little bit about earlier. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's amazing. Are you constantly trying to challenge her? Is that it? Like, Because I've seen it, and I think, you know, does she know that? It's like, you know, you, you, you're building more strength by, you know, pushing and, you know, because yeah. that might help in that moment on the floor. Is yeah, that what it is? Uh, I think I think coming back to your other question about that relationship, that balance, I I must admit I, I'm guilty of it. I find myself getting that that balance wrong too. You know, I'm certainly not perfect, but and and what I mean by that is is that I find myself quizzing or coaching her even when I shouldn't be. Like at the end, when we put those roller doors down, you know, when we're locking up that gym, I we switch off and we just turn back into Tear and Shane, happily ever after married, right? And yeah, and. Um, you know, sometimes I find myself quizzing her or trying to trying to do that, you know, coach coaching thing or teaching thing, and and I, I, and I must commend her again. She she accepts it, she deals with it, and she embraces it. But sometimes I walk away going, ah, oh, not then. I shouldn't have done it then. I should have been more supportive or whatever it may be. But I I think I think that with her though, she. She's always had this relationship. Before me, it was her father that would take her out and do do the track and help her with her swimming or whatever her endeavors were for the athletic side of things. So she's always had this 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 person that has helped her, not helped her, sorry, but motivated or, or supported her, I guess. Supported her is a better word. Supported her in whatever she wanted to do. And, that, and um, I remind her, and this, this is where I was going to get at, I remind her when we start intensifying training leading to a big competition or the CrossFit Games or the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games back home is that what's happening now is everything I say is because I love you and I want you to do the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? I do. I, and, and you know what? I know that. I see that. You know, and I see that in how, you, in, in how you've done that with Matt too, yeah. right? And, but I... I um, yeah, it, it is. It's it's incredible um, to watch you guys interact because I do like man. You you give it to her raw in a really good way, but you know what? And she just spent a lot of time saying that she's exactly feels that way. Oh, cool. like, that she takes it that way. You know, she knows. Well, I mean, listen. If you haven't watched the Noble film, um, you know, and I think you know, I'd love to hear how you feel about that whole yeah. situation in general, but. I think it was like a really cool entry into Tia's life, and it's very apparent what her life's about, which yeah. is you and her family. Yep. You know, and and uh, um, and man, it, like that film's so powerful in in sending that message. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should. Mm. No, oh. exactly, Rob. Uh, Tia's Tia's driven by a few things, and certainly one big element and aspect is family. She. Everything she does, and I, I, I don't know if you've witnessed it, I'm sure you have, but she's a very family-orientated person. Like, that's what drives her, and that's what she looks for, a connection in people as well. Absolutely. It, yep. She, um, she's, very, she's tribal. She, that is. That's true, yeah. yeah. She is. Yeah, you're in. You're in, you're in. Yeah. I've, had the sh- I've had the pleasure of sharing a room 
with Shane and Tia this weekend. Got to listen to Tia talk in her sleep last night. She does. She does that often. Yep. Yep. And Shane snores. He falls asleep within 20 seconds, by the way. I must admit, like this... Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's been happening this week. Shane, you rolled over last night and Tia was like, good night, babe. And I was like, Tia, I'm counting. <laughs> 20 seconds later, you were snoring. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well... It, it lulled me to sleep. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's an art form. I just got it's got our family and our friends close by, so I don't have to worry about it anything. Very comfortable. That's a good answer, Shane. I like that. I like that. I like that. Listen, so this year, you know, um, Tia is essentially now the fittest female in history. Not even essentially, she is. Yeah. I mean, she's a she's Michael Jordan of female CrossFit. That's cool. That's a big, it's a big statement, and I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. yeah, and and and. That's some heady stuff. Yeah. So why more? Like, what, what's that? What's you know? What? What do you? You know? And I, and I see it, and I know it, but I want to hear from you. Like, what's what's driving now? So yeah. So that I mean, every year, like, and you know that too. That you reset, you check your goals, and what? Why we're doing what we do, or what are we chasing, right? And and I do that every year with Tier, and and certainly talking to Matt as well. That moving forward now, like after after the CrossFit Games in August the week off you know you, you just reset and you talk to you talk to each other and we just open up the floor and go what are we after now like excellent job great we've done that but i wanted it to come from her her goals at the end of the day like i've got my own 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 ambitions what i'd love for her to do but that's not going to drive her so i want to hear it from her and i'm trying to do a better job of being a listener you know so that's the new year's resolution thing as well i'm trying to listen more anyway so that said i'm trying to get it out of her what she wants to do and then I'm trying to formulate a plan or or help her if any way I can and format that matter on chasing those goals and and at the moment her goal is only looking 12 months ahead that's how she wants to do it her long-term goal is only 12 months ahead I'm sure she's got and and I know she's got goals five years from now and whatever whatever goals outside of CrossFit but she looks 12 months ahead and goes right I want to do x y and z and one of the the x is to compete at the CrossFit Games and um, and talk. This question's coming up a lot as well, and, and we've had this chat. In fact, on the way over here, that we that a lot of the questions is so you is your goal to win the next CrossFit Games? Do you want to win three? Do, are you going to win four? And we've had a chat recently, just going, let's not get caught up in the end result. We've got to get caught up in the process again, and and that's when I try to change her thought to believe that. The byproduct of your performance, your daily effort and your training will lead you to competition and the byproduct is winning. That will come from your effort daily in the process of doing that. So I, I don't want her to go on the gym and go, I'm going to win the CrossFit Games. I'm sure there's people and we know athletes what are driven by, I want to win and, I'm, and Tia has that as well, but that's not going to be healthy on a daily basis. I want her to think about progression and process and evolution and thinking about what she can do better right now that can get us closer to being better competitors, what she is, and the byproduct will be where she stands on that podium. Yeah, I mean, you can only control the, your next breath. Exactly, end, right? right? Like, like, there's only a handful of things we can control, even at the CrossFit Games or on a daily basis, and, and that's about maximizing them, and you know that too. Yeah, 100%. Now, you know, in... So let's talk about 
you know, mostly the, the last year, you know, you, um, you know, it's funny. I, I was I was saying earlier that I was with Matt. I think when he was either talking to or messaging with Tia, saying, "Hey, can we train together?" You know, and like literally packed up his truck and moved back to Cookville yeah. in like 12 seconds because he was so excited. And you know, it's hard to train with anyone. I mean, those guys got to be selfish. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, and it works so well with yeah. the two of them and you as a as a, a now a piece of that as as well and a big piece of it. And we'll get more into that. But like, what's it been like? What, what you know, the evolution of Matt being a part of your training squad yeah. and now like you being his coach and like that's not e- like man that's a big deal for Matt yeah. Fraser to say that I, which I think is cool like Matt, it's not one of yeah. these things like oh you know it's a big deal to be Matt Fraser's coach it's just he doesn't wave that around and yeah. he doesn't wave around anything in his life easily not girlfriend fiance manager so I mean what's it been like having him around and yeah. being a part of that I mean that by the way that essentially could have been a risk for mm-hmm. you guys because you were in a flow and you know, you guys had sort of the, the routine down, and you welcomed him in, and as he welcomed you guys in too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I want to rewind it back. So when Tia got a message from Matt going, "Hey, can I call you?" Tia's like, "Well, Matt wants to talk to me. They're like, I better take it." And I was like, "Yeah, take it, take it. Uh-oh. Let's see what it is." And then, sure enough, Tia got off the phone to Matt, and Matt's like, "Oh, and Tia's like, he's coming back to Cookville, and he wants to train with us." And I was like. Oh man, Matt wants to train with us, and then instantly, like, you know what, Matt, what Matt has achieved at that point, it, that was intense for us to just fathom him training with us. And not in our wildest dreams did we anticipate that to happen. And um, so, as it as it started, it was just them training together. It wasn't there was it wasn't off the bat like, and that's something what has to be made clear. It wasn't off the bat that we'd established what I'm your coach or whatever whatever the relationship titles were it was just two two CrossFit Games athletes training together that so happened to be the fittest on earth then organically or naturally and and I'm proud to say that we became friends and then Semi and Matt opened their arms up opened their doors up and let Tia and I into their lives which was amazing and that's what I commend firstly which which I which of one thing after all this is done, the friendship is what we're after. And I think that's massive important. Yeah. But then that, that grew organically that we had a training partner that turned into a friend, that turned into having a friendship training partnership, that turned into asking for assistance yeah. in, in, his, in his journey. And for me, that- You can say it, you're but, his coach. But I, like, I look at it as a, at the end of the day, like I want to be known as his friend before coach, and yep. I think that's more important to me than it is a title. And I'm fortunate to have him as a friend and a coach. I mean, as as an athlete, but but I just want to make clear that it organically happened and naturally happened. So, and I'm fortunate that he saw he saw T and my relationship uh, of value to be a part of his relationship or or what he's trying to chase. So so, so moving forward and watching that partnership and that that dynamic evolve honestly it's phenomenal and i can't describe again like what i see on a daily bat on a daily basis watching them do do their thing it, it in fact it, it raises my game that that because of the professional they show it shows that i've got to raise my game and i and 
I think it's contagious within our circle that we all want to rise for each other or we want to do something beyond for each other that just keeps setting that bar higher and I think as long as that's natural and as long as that, that we've got that intact, I think we've got a great, great environment. And that's, again, kudos to you and, and, and I think for you as well that you certainly were there in our corner from early on when it made our transition to, to the States a lot smoother knowing that we've had people like-minded and people accepting of us as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it works beautifully, right? And we all feel the same way about each other. And, and Am I shouting? No, 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 you're great. Why am I? No, no, no. I just want to know because I feel like we're trying to... I'm just trying to go over the top of, of heat two of teams behind us. Yeah, if you got a little play-by-play in the background, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's ambiance. It is, isn't it? But you... Um, it's good. Yeah, I think one of the beauties of, of what's evolved there, and, and I've experienced it too, which is like... I genuinely don't do it to be Tia's agent or Matt's agent or manager. I just want to do the work. And I said that to you guys last night, like, you know, and, and you are identical with this. I know this. And it's what, you know, makes me, you know, in a number of things so comfortable with you is that it's literally about you changing the course of their history for the greater good of their lives, yeah. you know? And it, that Tia is your wife. That's, you know, okay. But you still have a huge responsibility to be your coach, right? And Matt's now the outsider on that. It's like, I see that, you know? Because you know, like, I, we talked about this, that you, like, you're, like, every, like, we want to be perfect. You want to be perfect. It's like, all right, and you've learned and asked questions, but it's like, what am I seeing? Like, what do I do here? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard, right? You know, and again, I always, like, I describe this all the time about particularly T and Matt. You know, and I experienced it with Katrin, too, when she won her two consecutives. It's like, you haven't won to win is hard, you know, and then you win to win again is really hard. And then to win again for the third time is even harder. And now a fourth, like, that doesn't get easier like it looks like they're making it, right? And the reason is, is like, take, for instance, being here, like, and this is nothing against any other athlete, but and Rich can be in this. Like, it's harder for Rich and Matt and Tia to do what they do a lot of times because there's an hour of photos, and you know they're exhausted from that alone when they do an appearance and they have nothing else to do at the event. Now, take, you know, they know that you ha- you have to you have a responsibility to engage people um, because you know what? That's exactly why you get to do what you do. But it's a balance, and so it does make their job harder sometimes, you know, because it's like, you know, and then the greater they get, the more they achieve, it's harder. And that's also, I mean, that's a long-winded way, but those responsibilities are now on your shoulder. Yeah, you know? and, and and I like that. I like, so, so how I look at it as well, and I, I know for a fact you're very similar in this as well, all we want our athletes to do is focus on one thing, event one, event two, and whatever the event is at that particular moment. I want to control all the external factors, and I know you do too. I want to control and get that stress off them or that thought off them. I want to control their hydration. I want to control the environment they surround themselves. I want to help with their food they're having, the recovery they're having. I want to do that. I want to make sure that they're warm up there. Everything is moving smooth to them, just so that they can focus on major priority and that's competing like don't get me wrong when we're in training it's a different environment and the and the and the priorities are different but I feel that's my our main task and my main task is for them to concentrate on number one competing and I want to do everything else as much as I can make make their job easier think about that like you know it's funny somebody was busting my balls one day and they're like 
you know, I think it was because I was like loading Matt's barbell at the gym for training. And I was like, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I didn't like, it was like half joking, like half like, you know, giving a kick in the nuts. Like you're putting weights on this kid's barbell. And it's like, yo, that's the stuff, honestly. Like we, and you're detailed like that where it's like, you know, if he does that a thousand times this year, that's volume, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, those are the things that I know you think of, you know, and, yeah. and, and I do as well, which is like, you know, because we want to be perfect and great for them. It's yeah. uh, You couldn't have described it better, though. When we're here in this environment, you know, the, perf- the perfection for us is like not getting bothered when they're on a bike for an autograph or a photo. When somebody does that, I'm like, fuck, I missed it, you know? Um, it's hard. It's hard. But, but, but the, the whole Matt thing, right? Like... You know, and Tia and I got to talk a lot about that earlier because I think it's a beautiful... It is. Evolving thing. It's still going, you know. it's um, And I know how happy he is. You know, I won't won't speak for him. I just, you know, it's pure joy. And he says the same thing because it is for all of us. It's like about that future friendship, right? Well, what is it like to coach him? Hmm. I mean, I I don't take that lightly. I, I take it especially for the first few months when we're trying to gauge a relationship on, on, on where the limitations were and what, what he needed to work on, on how to approach him. Because the number one aspect that I'm not perfect at, but I'm trying to build towards that perfection is communication. I think that's, if there's any secret that I have about coaching or, or anything that I do, I, I believe it's communication. And, and that's what I wanted to establish first with Matt. So I just wanted to identify what the limitations were, what we needed to do, what I could do to help him. And um, again, it came organically and naturally. So I just found myself just quizzing him as a friend, which I think is a big thing as well. Just asking him just like, what do you want from this? Or what, what are you after? And, and, uh, and you know, Matt's like, Matt, once you crack him or once you get into that bubble, he does open up and he, he lets you in fully, and which, is, which is awesome to be a part of that circle. And, and it, I don't take that lightly. And I, I, know, I know what it's like to be to let a certain few people in and, and to let pe- new people in is hard. Uh, especially in his lifestyle of of a hundred million people want to me- get to know him, you know. And But anyway, I just love his intensity, his pr- uh, professionalism. I love how he's methodically thought about everything. And in fact, that's inspired me to even look deeper into what I can do to help him as well. When I, I def, when I understand him better, I believe I can help him better as well. So again, I, I, I love his aggression. He shows that what you see on the floor is what you see in our four walls back home in training. It doesn't matter what he's doing. If it's intervals, I can guarantee you he's giving 100%. If it's a warm-up, he's trying to stretch deeper than anybody because he knows the importance of it. He understands absolutely everything he needs to do and that that is contagious because I know that it's raised Tia in her training as well Tia's phenomenal competitor she's you know I'm very confident to say I've never and I, I don't know if I will but I've never seen anyone she trains great but she competes the best I've ever seen and um that's and that's what I love also about the dynamics of having Matt and Tia together. Matt trains the house down and he trains the house down when he competes. So if, if that raises Tia's training ability, imagine what she can do on the floor is, you know, a little, little thing I get goosebumps over. 
but I love how Matt at the same time has the time of the day to go, Tia, this is what I do. And then I love that as well because I love that we're creating a team that we want to help each other. And that comes back to that, this team thing where we're trying to help each other evolve and become better as well. So there's so, so many things that Matt has brought to our team, like Tia and I, originally it was just Tia and I, that I thank him for and I think it's been a massive help for the last 12 months towards, towards our trajectory as well. And um, I hope that, that we're giving him the same, the same back because I know that when we get in the car and there's days that Matt just beats Tia in, in workouts and Tia goes, I know I got fitter, but I just hope I, I, hope I pushed Matt so he got fitter as well. And they're the chats what we've had sometimes. And knowing that Tia's done her best, but also conscious of what Matt's training is like, I know we've got a great circle there. Yeah, that, that right there is what the clip that should be put out that defines the relationship, right? It's like, and that's how he thinks too, right? It's like, shit, did she get something out of that? You know, because I sucked at that workout, yeah. you know? Um, it's funny you were saying about the stretching piece. Uh, <laughs> Matt's actually, and I don't know how many people know it, but he stretched himself into a blown out knee at the games a few years back, so. He yeah. definitely over can 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 overdo it on the stretching side. Can stretch. Yeah, they're they're um man, I, I think it's crazy cool just, you know, how that whole thing has evolved. I, I love watching it continue. It's like, you know, use it on the side as, as the same as I do, is like, are they getting too comfortable with each other? Mm. Like they're beating the hell out of each other, you know? Honestly, sometimes like when they when they have conversations, it's nothing to do with CrossFit, which is awesome again. Another thing that's like almost necessary, yeah, right? Yeah, it's exactly. And that's so Tia. Tia, only time Tia talks about CrossFit is if she's ever in an environment like this or that we're leading the game season. And um, anyway, so they're always off tangent. So they, they get lost in this world of I'm not sure. Sometimes I'll just, just drop an ear in and hear how off tangent it is. Because originally it starts with a handstand push up and it ends up about talking about, I don't know, what someone did in Italy I don't know you know it just goes off tangent anyway sometimes I've got to go guys we've got to wrap this up and move on to the next item like this is this is going on too long this is not the stimulus now that I'm chasing you know like come on and then like you know like it it's it's I understand the importance of of them just switching off in between but it's honestly I pinch myself and laugh internally about about the relationship we have as well so it's pretty cool yeah, it can't be a blur, right? Like, you want to remember this stuff. I, I've really been trying to, you know, who knows how long they compete, and how, you know, and I've been with Matt, you know, lucky enough to be by his side since the first time he went to the games. And so it's like, it, it's, um, you know, I try, like, the, maybe because I'm getting old, Shane, like, the last couple of years I've been trying to, like, look at it and really be like wow like this is so freaking cool that we get to do this like and i get to watch this like man like they're you know i was saying michael jordan earlier like that's what we're watching because mm. it's like the, the sport's gotten super professional it's not like you know they're walking out you know and just you know they're not walking off the couch and getting this done you know and and it's not i think that the work then comes back to that it's not this isn't status quo shit, right? Like, you know, Matt's not trying to maintain and Tia's not trying to maintain. They're trying to get better and they are every year, right? Like we can quantify that, yeah. you know? No matter what the scoreboard says, cause that's not, again, what we're chasing, right? You know, um, the score, no, no matter how great the victory is or how small the victory is, 
we know quantifiably they're getting better yep. through, you know, just numbers, right? And it's crazy to think that seven, eight years in, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, again, I pinch myself often, it sounds like, because I keep bringing it up, but I pinch myself a, a lot thinking about the trajectory. Well, I wish you'd pinch me every once in a while. No. Maybe tonight. But anyway, <laughs> let's keep it professional. Uh, but, but talking about that, like, I know early on, I, when I was doing my apprenticeship, I accepted very early on, this is going to be me for the rest of my life. And nothing, not that I... Not that it wasn't paying bad or that my lifestyle was bad. It gave me, it gave me financially a lot of freedom as well. If I worked hard, I kept going that. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. And uh, we naturally found CrossFit like everyone currently. Like and now the new generation, it, it's a part of their DNA because it's been around long enough now. But when we started, we all found it naturally. And um, the opportunities that it's opened and that we find ourselves, even with this podcast right now, you know, that this wasn't meant for me but because of the natural progression right. of, you know like because of what tears created or or the relationship that we created and and what we have achieved has opened doors like this and this is this is why I keep saying that I I won't forget moments like this or I won't forget the days that we're doing right now because I'm very fortunate to be here yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that I love the, and I love the gratitude sessions on that. And again, I think it's the longer you're around and, and when you've done the job you didn't want to do, like which I've done, yeah. you know, um, not that you even knew that at the time. It's what you thought life should have been yeah. like, hey, I'm going to pick a path and that's it. And hey, if I'm a little bored nine to five, like it is what it is, you know, I'll golf or like I'll find a passion on the side, which is I think how we all found CrossFit, yeah. right? Which was exactly. like. You know, I gotta go, I'm gonna go get fit. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna go to the gym, exactly. and, then, and all yeah. of a sudden, look down. You know. Well, that's right. So, like, again, we get asked. Well, T gets asked a lot. Like, how did you become the fittest on earth? And at first, that stumped us because it's like, well, it just happens, you know. But then, then you start digging into it, and and it starts with the small goals of just learning the movements, and then if you've got that competitive bug, you go, I want to be the best in my gym. What do I have to do? Oh, that requires two hours a day? Okay. And then you progress towards, oh, I've got to do high-skill gymnastic movements. I want to be good within my district. Then I want to be good at local competitions or whatever. And that's the same thing. Like, we're progressing towards these smaller goals. And it's and then after a while, you look back and go, whoa, look how far we've come. Yeah. You know? But And this is, again, I commend here for this as well. She's always looking forward and she's always challenging herself in performance. And she goes, as soon as she hits a milestone, she's always the first person to check in with herself and go, right, now I want to do this. And I've learned that trait from her. And if she ever listens to this, she'll find find that I'll commend her on this. I never admit it, but if she listens, she'll know this. But I've learned so much from her about achieving or, or moving on to the next thing and never settling for something always aspiring to be better I've learned that from her and it's crazy to think that that it all started because in fact her first session at CrossFit she hated it she come back home go I'm not gonna like it I'm not doing that and and you know it took and it, it, it took the local gym owner to to wean her in with a free 10 pass to get her back into into CrossFit to try it out again but anyway but moving forward, she always she always sets a new milestone that she wants to chase, and, and I've learned that, and I've I've obviously imp- applied that into my own lifestyle, 
in in relation to her goals as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it, it is crazy. It's just, you know, it was one workout at one point, right? Just yeah. like it's like one free throw or, you know, an at-bat. There's a love affair immediately. I, I, my first workout in CrossFit was seven minutes of burpees Ugh. in the open. It was the open workout. that, oh, that yeah, yeah. It was like when that 12.1. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know why, but like in a gross way, I was addicted like to like how shitty I felt. But you know what it is, though? It's like that rah-rah. Like, I got the rah-rah day one. Like, you know, people were, like, screaming at yeah. me and, like, come on. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's this like cool. every day. Yeah, I'm here. A little did I find out that's not what it's like every day. It's still yeah. great, though. I still love it. Um, what were, what, like, you know, we're talking about goals and writing them down. Yeah. And, you know, you always live in the 12 with, with Tia and Matt, things like that, which I think is great. What are you, where are you going? Like, what what's... I mean, Tia's not going to compete forever. I mean, I think she probably would if she could. She loves it that much, right? But, you know, these guys are going to retire at some point. We don't know when that is. Well, yeah. what, what's next for you? You know, do you want to continue to coach? you want to go home to Australia? And, you know, you guys have a lot of great stuff going on the personal business side, which yeah. we can talk about, yeah. too. Um, you know, what, what, are you, what are your plans? So, like, at the moment, everything I want to do is to help Tia and Matt, for that matter. Like, everything I want to do. I just, I just want to be a part... I just want to assist anything anything I can do, and, and I get a lot of from everything I want to do. Like, I just want to help, or I just want to be a part of of her success. If that makes sense as well. But where where I where I see ourselves going moving forward, I, at the at this point in time, I have no desire to do any high profile coaching once these guys are done, whenever that may be. I have no desire in that, and it's I feel that. The reason why is that I go through the whole roller coaster motions with them already. Um, the highs and lows, the competing, you know, behind the stage of the upsets, the victories, the the, the countless hours in the in the gym where they're doing the intervals where nobody's around, and I don't like the word sacrifice, but the lifestyle choices they make in order to make some, them them better, I I try to go through that so I can understand to some degree of what they're going through so i don't think the competing space will be for me like don't quote me but at this point in time i don't think it's for me but moving on to other endeavors atir and i we very early on we've been conscious of we understand the lifestyle a lifespan of an athlete isn't forever it's quite small and i'm sure if you look at nfl what is it is it a couple of seasons it's two right? years two, yeah right so we know that it's not forever and, you know, like knock on wood, injuries can come around as well. We could put people at end. So we, we try to put things in place early on, you know, like I, I've, I had this ambition before 30, I wanted five investment properties. And fortunately enough that we, we were able to obtain that goal, but I, we wanted to put things in place so that once we retire, that we had things to help us already to move on to whatever the next thing is so smart yeah and and Atia again she's putting things in place for us as well but she's got an on we've got an online coaching thing that which is fantastic we've got a great community there we've got like a tea fitness and um Tia's done a book we're looking at possibly doing another book Tia loves the motivational side of things she generally loves interacting with communities and being a part of and expressing her approach on, on what she did because I feel that her message is so similar to everybody else that she's just somebody what set small goals and just found herself in a big place you know and 
So that's it. We're trying to put things in place now so it makes moving on a lot easier or, or things to keep us occupied once we finish up. She said something earlier that resonated with me is that she she said, if I can do it, anybody can. And it's like cliche, but when you hear her say it, it's like with conviction. She's like, I mean that. Like, yeah. if I can do this, like literally anybody here can do that, you know? Uh, and that's a strong message to girls, you know? And, and her message stretches beyond that. But and I know that she loves to do that, you know, and, and help girls do that. And it's interesting, you know, girls being strong and muscular. Yeah, no, it's like they freaking own it, these girls, you know? I, I think... I. Th- Honestly, in the last three years, seeing seeing where women have come in a whole, right? Yeah. Like, watch, but I've fortunately enough, I've been able to watch it many years prior to that. Like watching Tier early on, striving for the Olympics, or having them goals in place, and and to, to make it to the CrossFit Games and do what she does. I've physically been beaten in by workouts by her, or I've lost by minutes by her before before this empowerment of women. Like I've. Even early on, the track meets, when we, when I used to hold the stopwatch when I very first started, I would click stop and go, I can't beat that. So very early on, I was very aware that women have the same ability to dominate. Certainly do. Well, we, we get taught that specifically, especially in our circle. Um, so no, okay. All right, no more coaching. We'll see. I'm gonna, we'll I'm see. gonna we're gonna do another podcast at some point. Yeah, maybe twelve we'll months, maybe twelve months, eighteen months. We'll keep resetting and just checking in. Yeah, with no, no, no. I get it. No, I think you know you've obviously built a ton of respect in in that world. I'm sure there's a lot of people that reach out to you, and I know you know you have a certain standard for what you know you need to provide an athlete. And I just you know I thought I think it would be an interesting thing to to contemplate when it's time to shut it down because tea is out you know yeah well in fact i had this conversation with anthony earlier he, you know he asked if there are people reaching out to me and there are um there's there's some games athletes would reach out and and honestly i am fortunate and i am overwhelmed by the fact that they think that of, of highly of me and and i don't take that lightly but what i was telling anthony is that it's the old like the old breakup line. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. Um, I feel that I believe the athlete will give me a hundred percent, but at this point in time, I'm a hundred percent committed to Matt and Tia, and I don't, I can't live with myself knowing that they give me a hundred percent, but I'm only giving them seventy percent. So I don't want that on me, and they don't deserve that. They deserve a hundred percent because they they're the ones putting out the blood, sweat, and tears. I'm the, only, I'm the keyboard warrior in this matter. So I want them to get the best that they deserve. And, and you know, and, and, I, and I, I will pass them on to other, to other places like Comp Train or Deca Comp. I'll just say, hey guys, these guys got a fantastic program. Look towards them. Or Phil, Phil from, I'm not sure what his name is, but I mean, his company is, but he's a fantastic coach. I think they call themselves Red Belt. Yeah. Red Belt, yeah. They're fantastic. Like, I, I meet these guys and I know, I know what they're after in athletes. And they want to make them better, not just on the field, but off the field. And I think that's that's important to me too. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, when you um, you know sort of done, and you head back to Australia, I'm assuming that's the plan. Is like you yeah. know go home and yeah. manage. Your, you know, what do you think? You know, what, what do you think you'd like to do? Uh, Unless you know, I and know, I know I you. You know, what I think is you know, and it's 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 definitely something that should be pointed out. What you're hearing 
and the uncertainty is the, the, the actual fact of how present you are. Yeah. So I get that that's like, you know, these hypotheticals yeah. are kind of horseshit in no, a lot of ways, but it's, it's, it's things know, people want to hear. I mean, we, we think about it, like we all think about it, but the reason why I'm, I'm hesitant to, to think that far ahead is because if you asked me two years ago where I would be, I'll tell you what, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm in London <laughs> or having a podcast, my first podcast, right? So yeah. I, I Wait, t- this is your first podcast? Mm. It's ver- certainly the first one, the microphone in my face, so. That's, um, anyway, go but, ahead. But, I'll talk but, about that after. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think, I really think that, sorry, sorry, not think. I, I just remember early on, like, we used to ask ourselves so often, I feel like early on when T and I would first be in the workforce, we're like, oh, where do we want to be in five years from now? Where do we want to live in three years from now? You know, like, oh, you know, thinking about all these things and it was exciting. But every time that we've looked back at that point milestone, like five years from that particular moment, we're on a different trajectory. And, and it's fantastic where we are, but it's certainly different. So again, it comes back to right now, we want to be present. We understand the lifestyle of an athlete, it's not forever. So we just want to make sure that we're fulfilling the best that we can do. I feel like if we do the best now, in every aspect, not just competing, but if we do our best now, that we'll have a better finish anyway, wherever that may be. So that's what I'm after. Yeah, I mean, you do. You have. I mean, I, and I. And this isn't. This is like. And I know it's how you feel. You have, you sort of have the world by the balls right now, right? And it's like, whatever it is, it's your world. But you do, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe not to that degree that we don't own the world. But what, no, no, no. I know. I, 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 let me yeah. rephrase how what I mean by that, which is like. You know, you've worked really hard and stayed in the day and, you know, it's gotten you to a point and like you can see like the fruits of your labor continue to play out and you yeah. want to, you know, stay present and put the nail in. Right. It's 100%. like, you know, you know, you can because you know what it takes and how to do it. Yeah. I, I, th- I think the big thing is why I feel that we have the world in our hands is because we get to choose what we want to apply like we get to choose what we want to do and I feel that's such a big victory in in so many ways I don't think there's many people that get to select what they want to do moving forward and I true it you know like if you think about it like you got to accumulate annual leave to go on a one two week vacation fortunately enough tears created an opportunity for us that we can we get to select events we want to go to select what competitions we want to go to people that if, if they're on the other side of the world, people we get to hang out with them. And I don't take that lightly. And again, coming back to we live in the best days of our lives is that we get to do things that we want to do. And, and you know, it's, and I don't take that lightly. I think it's amazing. And the control that we have for that is just, it's awesome, you know. And, and I don't forget where we were going to be. So that's probably the big thing. I don't know, there's an underlying message is that we haven't forgotten where we come from. It is. It's cool. You know, I think, you know, I do. I thumb through the photos and the iPhone from, you know, where it's gone and just even the geography I've seen, you know, through this thing. It's like, but I remember those early days, like thinking I was doing something wrong. Like I would travel somewhere like this for, you know, and it'd be like a Wednesday and I would just be like, you know, preparing for, you know, a weekend event or a one day event. It was at WIT, you know, and I'd be like, shouldn't I be working? Like, shouldn't I be like? eight hours working right now and it was like you know about building relationships and you know you know getting your message out and like helping people and like that just has transpired like you were you know 
after the games, your 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 Machu Picchu yeah. and like just the cool shit. Like you know, it's I mean, awesome. it's crazy. You know, I mean, it's cool, and, and we're very fortunate for that. Well, I'm very fortunate for that. Like, I, I just wanted to mention as well that early on, the, our talking about goals or, and what we strive for. Early on, the only big goal we had long term, I could think of, just while it's on top of my head, is that early on we wanted to be the first couple to to make to win the CrossFit Games. It was probably our first early on ambition, and that. That was big for us that we hit that milestone. And um, all I remember is years ago when we were prior to Tia being an affiliate owner, or us being an affiliate owner, is that we said, let's let's go to the CrossFit Games. And I want, and she goes, I want you to coach me and I want to win the CrossFit Games with you. And I was like, for me, that was massive. I was like, whoa, if you want me to be a part of your team, I'm all in. Started YouTube and what this CrossFit Games looked like. But what I mean is like, <laughs> but it, that was probably our longest term goal. Another side goal that came from that was to go to the Olympics. That was another goal of Tia, but we had a fantastic team around us as well. Like Miles, our weightlifting coach, a massive mentor for me early on. So I commend him for providing me a platform or the opportunity to warm Tia up at the Olympics as well in the Commonwealth Games. They were massive milestones of big long-term goals. So. So ever since then, we I guess, like just me internal thinking about it, we haven't really had, right, three years from now, I want to do X, Y, and Z, you know? We're just trying to live 12 months at a time because we know what we want to, want to do or the space we want to be in, and we're just, just keeping our tunnel vision on that. I love it. I love it. You inspire me, man. Oh, we do you inspire me. We have, we have a lot of fun together. Talk about like I mean you know and and we'll you know we're, we're gonna wrap up here soon but yeah. I have like a couple more questions I think one of them and, and Anthony pointed it out I think it's a really good one is like it kind of ties into the growth right what is it like when you come to an event like this and we're around each other a lot at the games wherever these guys are going and it's like you know somebody wants your photo or an autograph you know and it's like I mean you were like mining five years ago you know and then now like. You're in England and there's people that, you know, want recognize me and I, you can't get somewhere when you need to be sometimes. Like, what's that like? Honestly, it's it's surreal. Like, it's it's really crazy to for me to think about it. And and like I was telling Anthony early on is that for me or for the athletes, so like, let's, I'm just going to use Tia. For Tia, to see her get the recognition or get stopped in the middle of the street or wherever we are, like New York City or London or or in Spain or wherever we are, literally in the world, someone go, hey, you're Tia Claire to me, and you're Tia, uh, and you're Shane to me. <laughs> I would love to get a photo. For me... Don't ever forget <laughs> it. <laughs> for me, my reaction is like, thank you. Like, it's yeah. like, you recognize True. the effort. I mean, you you recognize the effort that Tia's put in, and thank you for recognizing that. Like. Because it's a lonely sport, like any professional sport or any high-end career, any professional or top-end person in their field knows it's lonely. Because lonely place. They're, they're chasing things that they're setting a new benchmark or they're setting new pavements for everyone to follow. So I, I know that. So to see to see them to get the recognition they deserve, it's 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 crazy and it's it's awesome to see. Yeah. It is. It all ends someday. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, certainly less for people like Matt and Tia because, you know, I, I believe this sport is on to something and will be around. You know, I know it, as long as I'm around, I want to continue to support it and be a catalyst for the future. Yeah. It, it's um, 
you know, and it'd be really a damn shame if people like that weren't forever uh, recognized, you know, because of their greatness. I, I, I find I find it hard to believe or hard pressed to think that we may ever see people accomplish what they have, you know, um, and you as a part of that. So it is, yeah, it is cool to see um, how loved they are, you know. I just like. Particularly when you come to Europe, I think it's it's um, and that's not to say you know it isn't in the U.S. because you go to an event like our event, and it's bedlam, you know, and um, but here it's like paparazzi. It's like you know, remember this little space over here? We're pointing at an area behind the stands when Matt and Tia came off. Yes, I mean there was like 400 people standing right there, screaming like fighting with each other to get to the front. And Matt was like, uh, I can't not go take photos, which is, you know, like they can't always do it. Yeah. Tia was like, oh, God, here we go. We're going to be there for an hour. And they did. They stayed there for like 30, 40 minutes and made sure they all got their photos. Yeah. And it's not that they're not considered of, of their time or all their support. It's, and I guess this is probably the thing what people don't really see is that it's critical what we do right after an event or it's critical everything around a competition. Exposure to, to a lot of people it's detrimental. It will yep. cost you in the long run of a competition. So it's very important for them to focus on what they have to. And and we try highlight that to a lot of people what want photos going, guys, they got to do a cool down. It's part of their protocol and it's part of what they need to do. And, and 99 out of 100 are very respectful for that. In fact, they probably encourage and they understand it because they do CrossFit. They get so how important it is. It's so a, it's an intelligent cons- uh, it, spectator. Yeah. 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 So it's people. The people, especially in London, have been very considerate. But it's it is very overwhelming to see the support. And again, it's it's crazy. I remember five years ago when when we were in our own four walls and nobody would know us. And it's certainly nobody knows me. But it's 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 crazy. And, and again. It's just, we won't forget it. And, and I just love, I love the support Tia gets and, and the other athletes, because we know firsthand how hard all these top end competitors are, and the aspiring athletes, they, they put in so much time and, and they deserve this recognition. Like the local yeah. homeboys here, they, they're getting the support. And I, and I hope when they go back to the gym on Monday, or well, hopefully they get a rest day or two, but when they go back to that gym, that fires them up to just push that little bit harder. And that's what they need. You know, and that, that would be one of my, and it's funny, Rory McKernan was asking us to send some like takeaways from yesterday. You know, and if we do that tonight, one, I think one of the things I would say is, you know, the reaction to Zach George on the floor, like, and, and he's newer to the game. I mean, I, I've heard his name being over here. I, I spent quite a bit of time here for work. Um, that's pretty cool. And you felt it in Australia, right? Yeah. Which I hope, you know, we get the opportunity to do that next year with you guys, you know, go to possibly Torian Pro and because you know I, I watched that yeah. line for you know telling you that was a big moment for me with you know watching Tia too was the book line at Torian Pro I mean and she went back the next day to make sure everybody got their book signed yeah. but man that was crazy and it's like you know you see that and like think about this kid here too you know it's like the, I mean the fittest man in history is in his heat it's noisier for him here, you know. It's pretty cool, you know. I, I think it's I think it's what's great about these sanctioned events. Um, one positive thing about it, or well, many positive things, but one of them in particular is that the athletes get to travel around and 
And I think that's fantastic for the sport, fantastic for the athlete to be appreciated, to see the appreciation or that they've been recognized in other countries because honestly, when you are training or when you are competing for something in particular, you just have tunnel vision for that. And sometimes you lose sight of the support you're getting from a community or, or that there's supporters all around the world that want you to do well. And, and that, that is massive for the athlete to hear hear that it doesn't just go a long way today it goes a long way next month when they're alone in those four walls in the dark yeah it is it's hard right I think Tia said when we spoke she's like you know even of late you know she has moments where she's like what, what am I doing like this is so hard you know and it's things like that that they go back to and they're like nah nah like people love me this is what I'm working towards I mean by the way and that shouldn't people shouldn't run with that because they all probably go through that on a weekly basis because it is so damn hard what they do, you know? And if they weren't, we'd probably think well, something was wrong, you know? Because I, I remember uh, we're at the Commonwealth Games, which is a big thing in the Commonwealth. And in fact, London, I mean, yeah. the UK are a part of it and all. And I just remember the only one thing I could give Tier advice is because it was thumping out there because there's a home crowd. We're in the Gold Coast and uh, she was fighting for gold. And all, all I remember is that the crowd was roaring so loud and you can't, you can't help but get nervous or think about that. And I'm like, Tia, everyone out there wants you to lift that barbell. So don't feel nervous. They're there to cheer. They want you to pick it up and they want you to put it above your head. And like that, that message or that thought, like switching the nerves from they're here to watch me fail to they're here to raise that bar. And that's what you get here every every time you go down the floor of the CrossFit Cup. When they cheer or they have their eyes on you, it's not because they want you to, to fail, they want you to succeed. And that that just amps you up. And I'm sure the top-end athletes know that sensation and that feeling. And that drives them. So every time you're out in that crowd, you are helping. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. I, I, you know, I haven't, you know, it's true, right? There is only encouragement in these arenas, right? It's not. I, I've never heard anybody get booed or cheered against. So. 100%, yes. <laughs> That's unique to sport, by the way, because yeah. there's always a villain. Well, we, you know, listen, we're, we're going to talk for hours, you know, on these things over the rest of our life because this isn't the end because, you know, there's more depth. and the, We could do a four-hour quick session, but we're going we're gonna to cut it. In, but I want to – you talk about you live in the 12, right, generally, and what's up for you? Um, you know, I know you guys are, you mentioned you're coming to Wadapalooza, which yep. we're really proud of, and we appreciate you guys doing that. And I, and I told T earlier, I know the piece of why she does that is to support us, you know, because she could do anything. So it's really cool, and we're excited to have you down and show you a good time. Um, well, you're part of the fam. It's your event. Thank so, you. um, right. well, what else is going on this year? So, yeah, like you said, Wadapalooza is on our cards, which is February 20th. Uh, we're going to, we're certainly going to, Peter, that one, and then moving forward, we're going to be in, at the Rogue Invitationals. That'll be the last sanctioned event we look at doing, and Matt's going to, and Matt's going to do that one as well. Yep. And then the big one, the big one in. Uh, That's right. Well, it's July this year, but normally yeah. in August. But the big one at the end of July, uh, games. Yeah, I know. Exciting. It's, I mean, hey, this this season is going so fast again. Isn't it like already here? Like, Man, you know, like, I, the, the Open's usually like about to begin. Right, know? exactly. And that's that's what you got to remind yourself. Like, there's not a long off season these days, so you got to you got to take your off season when you can. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it and the journey ahead with you and Tia for sure. It's been yeah. uh, honestly, you know, a very uh, beautiful peace of mind in my family's life. Oh, it's cool. been so good to but my kids and my wife. And, but, uh, yeah, well, actually, I wanted before we sign up, I wanted to thank you as well for, for inviting Tia and myself into your home. We generally couldn't be literally here today if it wasn't for your support and the team around you guys. You guys have made it so, so awesome for us. And we thank you for that. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Are we signing Feelings, off? Feeling is very mutual. We are. We're going to, um, well, that's another episode of the Loud and Live Sports Podcast with Shane Orr. Uh, Tia, Claire Toomey, and Matt Fraser's coach, uh, and a dear friend, um, also known as Shane Toomey. Hashtag. Yeah, that's, that's happened. That happens a lot, actually. We'll Shane let, Toomey. We'll, we'll yeah. let you sign it off. Uh, what's a sign off? Just to press the button? Uh, I mean, you can like, go any way you want to go with this. Well, uh, I didn't. Sorry, if I'd known, I would have left my thank you speech to now. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known I had the floor. Uh, but again, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. It's honestly, we're thrilled to be a part part of this podcast, part of the team. We're looking forward to Waterpalooza. And uh, Shane out. Let's-